are there. But most spots get under some rain that tapers off tonight, and it'll come back to a pretty good chance of showers coming and going with a couple of rounds again throughout the day tomorrow. Mid-80s for the highs. Overnight lows much milder with the higher humidity in place. Starting off in the morning, 60s to about 70. Some patches of fog possible. Drying on beginning Friday through Sunday. The highs around the middle 80s. Greater New Orleans Military Show, exhibiting and selling world-class museum-quality military antiques and collectibles from the U.S., Japan, Germany, and from nations all over the world. Uniforms, hats, helmets, medals, patches, flight gear, vintage weapons from all eras and conflicts. Greater New Orleans Military Show, Saturday, Sunday, October 23rd, 24th, at the Castine Center, Mandeville. More info at greaterneworleansmilitaryshow.com. feeling here outside. It's so quiet outside. Nobody's doing anything. The wasps are back in their usual spot. And I'm just sitting here fending off the cat, which is annoying enough. But anyway, hi there. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. It's the food show that you're listening to. We gather every weekday at this time to talk about food, as Tom has been doing for 33 years. We do not have our regular Wednesday guest today, Stan Meadows. He is, uh, he's still here. He's still in the area, but he is not going to be with us today. However, in the keeping of the tradition of a traveling person on Wednesday, I asked my sister to step in for him because they were just on the road for two weeks out west and she wanted to call me, but the um, signal was so bad out there in, you know, I mean, it's, there's nothing out there if you're driving around Wyoming. Uh, And so um, she said that she was going to call at some point when she got back. So I thought that today would be a good day to do that. And I asked her if she would and she will. So I'm not sure exactly when that is, but we look forward to her call. Also, I asked Gunter Preuss, I was calling Gunter to ask him if he would like to step in and talk about Oktoberfest, as I mentioned I wanted him to do. Uh, Hopefully we will hear from him. And that's all I have in terms of guests for you today. That means that you should call and talk about food. Today is October 20th. I can't believe that. And it is... um, Rum Top, the last day for Rum Top, which I'm going to have Gunter explain. It's a traditional German holiday uh, dessert. I'm not sure what holiday it is. Anyway, we will talk to him about that if he calls in. And we'll talk from Tom's Almanac if he doesn't. My husband knows one thing about me above all else and it happens to be pretty much a trademark of my personality and it 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 is summed up by him this way if you can't get exactly what you want any damn thing will do 
And, you know, I think that's absolutely maybe the most, um, most perfectly descriptive thing that anyone has said about me. So basically, I go through life where everything and everyone sort of blends. And every now and then, something really catches my eye. And when it does, I fall hard for it. And so this is true of everything, but it's also true of restaurants. So today, we had lunch at Chifuncta's which we deemed, Tom as well, not just me, the best new restaurant of last year in the entire metro area. We liken Chifuncta to Revolution on the South Shore, only I prefer Chifuncta uh, for two reasons. One, it's not in the quarter, and two, it is on a river with fantastically panoramic views from the gorgeous dining room upstairs. And so that, you know, right there sets them apart. But in addition to that, I think that the food at both Chifuncta and Anchor, its downstairs neighbor, uh, is sublime. I mean, it's hard to say that a chicken tender can be sublime, but it is at Anchor downstairs. Upstairs, the bolognese that Tom had for lunch today, the red sauce, is, is so far and away the best red sauce I've ever had anywhere that I, I want to I go back again tonight and get a double bowl of it. It was spectacularly good, and I liked it before, but today it was just really over the top. And I feel that way about everything out of that kitchen. I know that there are detractors, and you're certainly welcome to call and argue with me, but to my taste, this is the pinnacle at this time, in my world anyway. So Michael Gottlieb, who's the chef, comes from a baking background. His family owned a bakery in Savannah for 100 years before it closed a few years ago. The bread is made in-house, and he serves at lunch this bull that is seated on top and the perfect crumb on the inside, the perfect crust on the outside, and it's salty. And some people don't, you know, everyone that registers salty, that's supposed to be a negative, but I actually really like the taste of salt. And salty bread is not something that you get very often, but it's really good. And what I love more than anything else, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because I'm really kind of nuts about the place, but the details that are finely tuned at this place, you take them for granted in other places and then it hits you and you realize that's not the way it's done everywhere. We got bread and butter and the butter is room temperature spreadable. Now, I know that's a little tiny thing, but it's really unusual to get room temperature spreadable butter. I mean, I don't know, maybe just in my experience. Patty, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. When you get a little thing of butter and it's, mm-hmm. it's cold and hard and it's hard to spread? Yeah. 
I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get Unless in most Unless the bread places. is warm. If the bread's warm, then it'll, it melts it a little. But, but still, the, the butter being spreadable is a step that most people don't consider. That's true. And this is the kind of thing that's consistently true at this place. And so it was divine. I mean, I just loved the bread. And I wasn't planning to eat bread, but then I remembered, oh, God, that bread's coming. And it's just that great. And so I had that for an appetizer. I had bread (laughs) and spreadable butter, and I had a little salty thing to it, and it was just heavenly. And I loved it. Tom had the oysters, and, you know, he was very happy with that. And then he got the bolognese, 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 um, which I, it's an unusual kind of presentation there. First of all, it's Popperdell. It's just, just fantastic, the whole thing. But it comes with this weird piece of cheese toast on the side, which, I mean, I can't object to that. It's homemade bread. It's got a big pile of yellow cheddar melted on it. I mean, who could object to that? It just seems weird to be served with that entree. There were a couple of things on the menu that I wanted but chose the chicken paillard. Um, I I love their burger, although it's weird. It's a weird-looking burger. It's delicious. It's just arresting to look at. It's unexpected, I would say. And I also was looking at the crab boil shrimp salad with a buttermilk dressing and salsa verde, which sounds really great. The prices for this kind of thing are like $12, $14. So that's another thing that just really sends me to the moon about this place. The prices do not reflect the quality and innovativeness that is in front of you. And so... Um, I, I went with the chicken paillard. Now, I do have a little complaint about the chicken paillard. Usually when I see chicken paillard, it's really thin, like pounded really thin to a quarter of an inch. This was a little thicker than that. It was it was not what I would call a chicken paillard. Usually it's really flat and large, and it, it, it didn't have that quality to it. It was served over a panzanea and goat cheese and cucumbers so it's like a salad well I mean chicken paillard usually comes with frisee in a in a light French vinaigrette but this was a different thing and the tomatoes were good they were large um they had a sweet tomato flavor which is you know points for that and uh, it was it was just a really great dish. But I kept looking at Tom's bolognese, and I thought, oh, I want some of that too. And then Tom had a, a caramel cup custard, which was also gorgeous. And it was divine. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, <laughs> we go to Anchor all the time. We love Anchor. We do. But Tom will say oftentimes when we're at Anchor, that he wants to go upstairs. And I keep saying, okay, we're going to go upstairs. And I just am more of a casual person. But I think I'm going to have to start going to Chifuncta once a week. It's just that good. It's that glamorous. And it's just, I don't know, I just really, really like it. Do you think, does it sound like I like it, Patty? Yeah, just a little. (laughs) 
this is what I this was the point that I made in the beginning. If I fall for something, it's really, really hard. And that is what I would say about Chifuncta. It's just extraordinarily, extraordinarily good. Tom told me that anyway. Sunday when we were at the anchor, Tom said, My uh-huh. wife just loves this place. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I do, but I mean, it's, uh, but it's, it's both places come out of, I won't say the same kitchens, two different kitchens, but it's under the same um, hand, I should say, and, um, and it's just, it's really, really good. Anyway, that's where we went for lunch to Chifunctas. We will be back again next week, and um, I'm going to eat my way through the menu, which I didn't get to do today. They usually also have this fish of the day and it comes like it comes like a, a an amandine with a crust on it but a really flaky crunchy crust and it's enormous and uh you know that's 21 dollars. i mean it's it's really it's really good and really affordable and i just am pretty nuts about it anyway Chifunctas, if you do not feel that way, and I know that there are people who don't because they have quite a mixed review on social media, and I'm intrigued by that because I've never had a meal that didn't send me to the moon there, and, uh, and I'm, I'm wondering why that isn't everyone's case. And I know that people are probably rolling their eyes going because that's your, you're eating with Tom Fitzmaurice, but the dining room was full, which is, you know, a testament in itself. I mean, it's a big place. It's the North Shore. It's a Wednesday and the place was full. And um, we ran into, in a, in a room with four tables, we knew two of them besides us. Uh, and I was talking to, um, to Debbie McMath, who is Don McMath's wife. I always run into Don usually, but not Debbie. And we got to talking a little bit and I was looking at the food that came to her table. She had a shrimp, uh, a shrimp roll, like a lobster roll. And it was, you know, gorgeous. I wanted that too. So anyway, it was, it was good. I, I, I need to go back to Chifunctas. We'll, we'll do maybe a little less anchor and a little more Chifunctas uh, coming up next week. 5569696 is the number. I know I have run on and on about that. That's, the, uh, that's our, our food report for the day. If you would like to talk to me about that or anything else, please call 5569696. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. Mandeville Seafood, celebrating 25 years. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, here I am. 
All right, so I talked about rum top, and I'm going to hold off on that and what it is uh, in the hopes that Gunter will call and we can talk to him about that. So uh, we're going to skip over rum top, but there is something else in the Edible Dictionary. It is rum baba, also called baba a rum. Edible Dictionary is brought to you by Dorignex, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. The word rum baba or baba a rum is a yeast risen sweet bread soaked in and sometimes nearly floating in a mixture of rum and syrup and served as a dessert. It kind of sounds like a rum top. The bread is made much like a brioche but with more eggs and sugar. The word baba is of Slavic origin and it's through that connection that it made its way to the American cities where it is found which is not as many as it used to be. Here in New Orleans, rum babas were popular desserts in many restaurants, especially the many local establishments owned by either Italians or Croatians. Uh, Italy and Croatia are neighbors, and no doubt they brought the idea with them when they emigrated to Louisiana. The old kitchen sage says today the wide rubber bands around bunches of broccoli should be saved until common sense tells you to stop. Wrap one around the lid of a hard to open jar. It will give your hand more traction. I didn't know that. I usually open hard to open jars by running them under heat first and then it seems to loosen it up. Sometimes it, it's almost impossible to get something like that open although maybe that's just my declining strength as the years pile up uh, today in 1940 with the nazis running rampant around europe the ne the netherlands began rationing cheese that was to the dutch something like rationing crawfish would be for cajuns patty do you eat we, you weren't on the show when it was boiling season do you eat a lot of boiled crawfish Oh, yeah, I love boiled crawfish. You do? Mm -hmm. Do you do it a lot at your house? No. I don't have the... Okay. Well, we buy it. I don't boil it because we just don't yeah. have the, the big pot and Equipment. all that kind of stuff. But we do... Yeah. We stand in line and, and stores and, and get our crawfish fixed. Where do you stand in line? Is, usually is that route, something usually, that's common? Yeah, Rouse's. Uh, in yeah. crawfish really? season, Rouse's barbecue, uh, boils crawfish every day. And... Uh -huh. um, most of the time, like, well, when we go out, like, after work or on the weekends, mm -hmm. yeah, you got to stand in line. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I don't eat a lot of it. I, did, I ate more of it this year than I think I have in the last 10 years. Um, Mandeville Seafood does a really good job with boiling crawfish, and they have an enormous parking lot. And in crawfish boiling season, the line starts at the door and snakes around the entire parking lot. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. just no way I would stand in a line that long for anything, <laughs> much less boiled crawfish, but they do. But you know what they also do? They have... Um, fresh crawfish too so they should have uh, you know i guess maybe separate i don't i don't know how you, you would do that crawfish? but live yeah. yes what did i say fresh, fresh. <laughs> yeah well alive live crawfish yeah. um and people will be in that line with ice yeah. chests yeah. and so they go and they take their live crawfish and they boil them at home the the apparatus for boiling crawfish has become quite sophisticated in the last few years yes, there's that is. i know we were we had um, 
we had Basil's Ace Hardware on during bo- boiling season talking about their boiling supplies. And I didn't realize that boiling supplies had become that elaborate mm-hmm. and that plentiful in its um, uniqueness. You know, you can get this for cleaning, this for boiling, this for walking crawfish. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> I just go buy them. <laughs> yeah, me too. a <laughs> lot of trouble. Do you eat, do you have, do you like the ones that have the sausage and the mushrooms and all that? Or are you more of a purist? No, I, I, I like the corn and potatoes and that's about it. Me too. I, you know, I've got friends that eat the garlic, you know, pods yeah. of garlic and onions. Yeah. And, and uh, I just like the corn and the potatoes. There was a restaurant... Uh, it was Bozos. Did did we ask? Did I ask you about Bozos? Do you like? Did you like Bozos? Did I did. You go there We've very been there. Much? Yeah, we we were there. We were there a few times. Yeah, yeah. they they were pretty good. I thought the the fried fish was really kind of exceptionally mm-hmm. good in its day. Um, but anyway, they had a um, when Bozo and Bozo and his wife were like ninety something, and they finally um, got out of the business and the nieces took it over together and that lasted for a couple of years and they did a fine job. And then one of the nieces said, I'm going back to much easier work. I think she worked in an office or something. And the other one, uh, it got in her blood and then she moved to the North shore and opened up a place on 190, and she built it just as a grinder from, you know, pure hard work. She would go to every, every meeting on the North Shore, this woman's club, that's woman's club, and, and just introduce the restaurant. And she built it up into something quite popular. And it was called KG's. Her name was Kathy. And they had a what she called the boil soup. And it was the things that came from a crawfish boil in a cream sauce. And it had the, the garlic... Um, that had the seasonings in it, and it was just a spectacularly good soup. It was a garlic soup. You know, Susan Spicer has a garlic soup, but this mm-hmm. was a much spicier version, and it was really flavored with the the boil, is what she called it, the boil. It was just fantastically good. And then she got out of the business maybe a year or two ago. Perfect timing. The people yeah, who really. got out right before COVID, you talk about perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And sold it to, I don't know, maybe one of those avid customers that then wants to become a restaurateur, and that didn't last very long. Saltines was the name of it. And Steve used to call about saltines, and there are various special evenings that they had for this or that crawfish or whatever. Anyway, I don't know if Steve knows that they're gone, but they are gone. I went to go, I guess, more than a month ago, and the phone didn't work. And then I passed the other day coming back from Cafe Lynn, and there's nothing there. So, oh, well, that's the kind of thing that happens. That's uh, that same situation, although I'm not making any sort of predictions, the same situation is true of the old Geo's Villa Vonkery on the North Shore. I was wondering what happened I knew he was going back to Italy or actually to London where his kids are and then I passed by and I saw Papillons by Geo and I thought I wonder if he's still there and just changed the name or something but it turns out it's regular customers of his who owned several businesses who decided to take it over so the Geo in the name is not 
Geo. I mean, it's just his name. He's not affiliated with it. So we'll see how that goes. We have to go over there and see how that is. They kept all the recipes and everything. So good luck to them. Words to eat by today are from none other than John Keats. And he said, give me books, French wine, fruit, fine weather, and a little music out of doors played by somebody I do not know. That sounds nice. I mean, I don't know what kind of music, but anyway, somebody, uh, <laughs> we got to talking here after the show yesterday, Mary Lee was here, and we were talking about Michael's comment about um, country music. <laughs> I love the way he says that stuff. He goes, I'm not a big fan of country music, but I'm sure you are. <laughs> and I, I'm just not a music fan, generally speaking, at all, although Tom has really turned me on to Sinatra. I really do very much enjoy that style of music and i i wouldn't have gotten into it had it not been for him but it's it's really very easy listening are you a sinatra fan patty i do like it yeah i mean i i wouldn't you know i probably don't listen to it as much as you do but i do enjoy it yeah i think it's really fun music to listen to you're you're definitely a 60s rocker right yeah <laughs> yeah 60s 70s rocker i right. mean because really well, I was going to say, really, the the 70s is kind of when... Actually, 70s music is so bad. So bad. When I hear 70s music playing overhead in a restaurant, I go, oh, come on, are you kidding? <laughs> and I'm not going to say, because one of my favorite restaurants has that, and he's very proud of it, but I just am always amazed when I hear that music playing, because I'm thinking, does anyone... Does anyone actually like that? And he, he, he really does. Anyway, it is 2.30. It's time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We do not have Stan coming up. We do have my sister. At least she promises that. And I'm hoping we can get Gunter to come on and talk about Oktoberfest. And we'll be back after the news right now. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Dave Brannon. Voters in nine southeast parishes of the state will not be voting at their usual polling location due to the devastation left by Hurricane Ida. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwan says they will be sending out information to those affected, along with radio ads alerting them of their new voting location. In Lapouche and Terrebonne parishes, in an effort to keep voters from driving too far from their usual locations, Ardwan says they will have tents set up outside buildings where voters usually cast their ballot. Some will be combined um, locally, and then um, others will, will be um, just at their normal places, but just not inside the building. The FDA could soon move to approve the mixing and matching of COVID-19 vaccines, especially good news for those seeking a different booster shot. Dr. Lisa Marisi with the Tulane School of Medicine says the mixing of vaccine boosters has shown no indication of being harmful. We're not seeing any worsening of the side effects or any unexpected events from mixing and matching the vaccines. LRN. Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Plus, you could save up to $150. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com connect now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's Viasat.com connect now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional terms and conditions. Healthy Louisiana open enrollment time is here. Choose the right care for you and your family. At AmeriHealth Caritas Louisiana, we can help you reach your health goals with extras like adult dental and vision benefits, community wellness and opportunity centers, and healthy rewards. 
To choose AmeriHealth Caritas Louisiana, call 1-855-229-6848 or visit AmeriHealthCaritasLA.com to learn more. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they have come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for FunkyUncle.Live. FunkyUncle.Live is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.FunkyUncle.Live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on October 20th, it's Guitar Slim Jr. featuring Ivan Neville and Tony Hall. And on October 27th, Green Damons. For more information on how you can support live from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live and follow us on social media. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Yes, indeed. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. All right. We are not going to be talking to Stan in the next half hour. My sister will be calling and Gunter has just confirmed that he is going to call us to talk about Oktoberfest growing up in Germany and the Oktoberfest there, the real one. I know that my niece talked about that already, but I think it's a little bit different when you live in a place and get to experience it uh, more than just as, you know, a one-time tourist thing. Words to drink by today from Lord Byron and Mocha's Berry from Arabia Pure in small fine china cups came in at last. Gold cups of filigree made to secure the hand from burning underneath them place. Cloves, cinnamon, and saffron too were boiled up with the coffee, which I think they spoiled. I wonder if that is <clears throat> kind of like um, Cafe Brulot. What is Cafe Brulot? Is it? It's coffee with alcohol in it, isn't it, Patty? And that's yes, it is. And that's what flames. It's is it rum? Do you know? No, I think it's something else. It might be cognac or something like that. Uh, I don't okay. know, but it has uh, cloves in it, and I don't like it. Cloves. Yeah. Okay, so you don't you don't eat, drink Cafe Brulot. No. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. a little too exotic for you. <laughs> it's pretty. I like to see him fix it, but I it don't is like pretty. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, this sounds. This kind of sounds like this could be a description of Cafe Brulot. Um, gold cups of filigree made to secure the hand from burning. Underneath them place cloves, cinnamon, and saffron. I don't know about saffron, but, um, but yeah, I... Does anyone know uh, what else is in Cafe Brulot besides uh, cloves and cognac? I uh, <clears throat> I have seen it really just a handful of times, if that. And it is quite the presentation, I'll have to say. But um, I don't drink coffee, so I didn't drink it. Maybe I would like it better if it had something in it. Of course, the other thing it has in it is alcohol, which I usually don't uh, consume either. We're going to be talking to Gunter, and I hope he's prepared to answer this. I didn't tell him he was going to be talking about Rumtopf. 
Rumtoff is spelled R-U-M-T-O-P-F. It is a traditional German holiday dessert of fresh fruit marinated in rum. In its most traditional form, it takes all year to make. But if you start today, it will still be very good by Christmas, if not with the variety you could have had. That doesn't sound good at all. Here's how. In a large gallon glass jar or ceramic crock, load about two inches deep of washed, fresh, seasonal fruit. The fruit you use should be a little underripe. Well, that's not hard for Americans. Almost anything works from berries to bananas. Mix two cups of simple sugar syrup with a cup of light rum and pour it over the fruit until it's covered. Keep buying and adding layers of fruit, trying for a contrast in colors and shapes. Always top it off with the syrup rum mixture. Keep doing this <clears throat> until the jar is full. You don't need to do it all in one day. It will keep without refrigeration as long as the rum soaks everything. When Christmas rolls around, you scoop out the fruit and serve it over ice cream. Hmm. Does that sound good, Patty? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess if, when you think about history and you think about humanity for thousands of years and you think about the American palate and you will see a wide discrepancy between those two things. I mean, I guess the things that people got used to eating because they had nothing else, <laughs> it was good because they had nothing else. But wow, is all I can say. That does not sound good. They're building a house down the street. And so the trucks apparently need to deliver their loads of mud at this time of day. It's obviously what I'm, I'm gathering from this. Five five six nine six nine six today in 1955, the Banana Boat song was recorded by Harry Belafonte. It's better known by its most famous words, Deo, 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 Daylight Come and We Want to Go Home, A Beautiful Bunch of Ripe Bananas, etc. Are you a banana fan, Patty? I am. I do like bananas. You do like bananas. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, we we definitely part company there. Just mm -hmm. about everything I ask you, I could say exactly the same thing except that. I don't know why I don't like bananas. I think the flavor is just too strong. I feel like I feel like banana, and it's funny because they usually, these two things are often paired together. At least I think they are. I don't eat either one of them really, but peanut butter and banana. Yep. And I feel like both of those things have such strong flavors that they kind of take over everything. I do like peanut butter, and I never grew up with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or anything, but I could see how you could grow up with and love peanut butter sandwiches because peanut butter is really good. But banana, not so much. I just have never, never warmed to the idea of bananas. They're, they're very, very... Um, well, strong. That's the word for it. They are. Bananas five, five, six, and chocolate nine, are six, good nine, together. Six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here. I would love to talk to you about whatever it is that you would like to talk about. 
as long as it has to do somehow with food, because as we both know, or we all know, uh, that's what Tom's been doing for a very long time. Also in the almanac is a paprika, or paprika, as it is known. Um, we call it paprika, but it originated in Hungary, and they call it paprika there. And what it is, Hungary must have these very, and I've seen them, so I know that they're really, really long red peppers. They almost look like, I mean, the bell peppers that we have tend to be sort of globus, you know. Um, but the ones in Hungary are long, and they have sort of a tip and I don't know, maybe they're stronger, maybe they're a different cultivar or something, but um, it is from there that the dried red bell peppers get ground into a powdered red pepper and becomes paprika or paprika. Today in 1989, Hungary became a fully independent republic, again ditching the communist government supported by the former Soviet Union. Hungary, the home of Tokai, one of the world's great and underappreciated sweet wines. I don't know, does anyone appreciate a sweet wine? I mean, I know people do, but I can't understand it. And the homeland and best source of paprika. Paprika looms large in Hungarian cuisine, one we have been able to enjoy here in New Orleans very rarely in restaurants. And so Tom has uh, dubbed this paprika day. It's a simple enough substance. It's simply dry, dried powdered red pepper. The species is capsicum anum, the familiar bell pepper. In Hungary, they're hybridized. There's a hybridized variety that's long and narrow with a bit more heat. Hungarian paprika ranges from sweet or not spicy to very hot. Often the hot varieties get that was from having cayenne added to them. Or they get that way from having cayenne added to them. It's not a big deal since cayenne is closely related to this pepper. Before the new era of gourmandise dawned in the late 1970s, paprika was widely overused to add color to wan looking dishes. That use and paprika in general fell out of favor. But it has other contributions to make. Tom likes it particularly as an ingredient in cold sauces, notably remoulade. The version at Arno's has a lot of paprika in it. Also, the old and apparently departed house salad dressing at Ruth's Chris was a vinaigrette with a lot of paprika and Parmesan cheese. I don't think I've ever had that. Paprika is also a big ingredient in Tom's version of barbecue shrimp. Think about paprika again, especially the spicy kind. I don't know that I even noticed that Tom put paprika in barbecue shrimp. We do like barbecue shrimp. We like making it here. Have you ever done that in your barbecue shrimp? Have you ever used that, Patty? I know you. I have. It. I like. I like paprika as i say i like it i, I use it in a lot of you can food. call it paprika that's what we call it here yeah i just like just causing trouble by using paprika um as a matter of fact i did barbecue do it. shrimp friday night and i put some in there oh you did i like it mm -hmm. uh-huh i like and it you put it in there yep 
I think the Worcestershire element to barbecue shrimp is probably the most distinctive and maybe best innovation to the Pascal's Manali original that there is. Yeah, and I think you're right. I don't know about the paprika. I've never, I've never noticed that. My mom used to, we, we had very simple tastes growing up at what I call the old homestead. And um, we had baked potato with just butter on it. I didn't even know about sour cream till I was out of my house. But, um, but my mom used to sprinkle paprika on it. And that was, I guess, a way to gourmetize a baked potato in my house. It was good. I thought it was fine. I, I liked the way it, it tasted. It's, it's a nice spice that adds just a little something. And I do mean just a little something to things. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. Would love to talk to you about food. We'll be back after these messages. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. You make me feel so young. It's so good to feel young. Another old kitchen sage says, have a spray bottle full of water handy when you're grilling fish on a charcoal grill. Do you do that very often, Patty? Do you grill fish? Not on, I don't have a charcoal grill, an outside grill, so I don't, I usually don't. I, I just pan fry it, you know, in some butter. You, but it wait, you don't good. have a barbecue of any kind no, outside? No, we don't have a barbecue pit. Do you not like barbecues? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like it. To... It just seems like to me, it's more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> it's only two of us, you know, and it's a lot of. I, you know what? I totally agree. Yeah, with that. I do. We have this big green egg that we've had forever, and it sits on the deck outside the kitchen. And I look at it every time I'm doing the show, and I think I should do more with the big green egg because at one time it was pressed into use all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's only two. And so if you put a big something of meat on it, then you either have to freeze it, give it away, or eat it until you're well past wanting to eat it. Right. You know? <laughs> and so it becomes it becomes not so good. I mean, this pork roast that I did the other day, I kept cooking it past the show. And I just cooked it and cooked it and cooked it. And it finally had the texture that I was looking for. But I think I must have cooked the two pork roasts that I did for my niece for four hours or something. Because Tom used to always say, I would get a, a Boston butt and think that it could be done in two or three hours. And he said, on the big green egg, he said, it's like a 12-hour thing. So don't think you're going to get it and start it. And maybe that's what it is. I just don't feel like cooking something for 12 hours. And, and to have to be organized enough to start at 8 in the morning if you want to eat it for dinner. And so I, I don't use it that much either. But I did cook salmon a lot on the grill for a while. 
And we do cook sausage, but it is kind of more trouble than it's worth. If it's just the two of you, it, it absolutely is. Unless you're having people over. Yeah, that's the anyway, way I if feel. you are cooking fish on a charcoal grill, get the heat way up there and every now and then shoot a few streams of water into the hot coals. Billows of steam will come up, adding a blast of moist heat to the fish and keeping it tender. The spray bottle should not be one that used to have some chemical in it. <laughs> That's a good tip. Does Tom really need to say that? Are there people that would do that? I don't think so. I hope not. Although you never really know. Did you say something, Patty? Is there yeah. someone on the line? <laughs> no, I said that's a good tip. <laughs> I Wait, what did you say? That's a good tip. Don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, who would? You're right. Well, you know, if you... I, I don't want to say this. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to say this. But, you know, if you notice on a Campbell's soup can... There are specific instructions on how to open the can and and what to do. So maybe that does need to be said. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. It's a little it's a little frightening to think that it does need to be said. But anyway. Uh, Sarah Bernhardt, the French actress, was born in 1845. She was one of the most celebrated performers of her time. There was a widely sold pastry in New Orleans named after her. The bakery that was most famous for it was the now extinct Dixiana Bakery on North Broad Street. Are you familiar with that one, Patty? Uh, yeah, I do kind of uh, remember it. Uh huh. Now, when you said that, the Dixiana, the name, you know, uh -huh. rang a bell, but I don't remember where it was. It was on North Broad Street, and I don't know. That's kind of... That's kind of not far from your neighborhood. No, it's not. I mean, you said you were born in the city. So were you born in the area where you now live? No, I was born in the Ninth Ward. I'm, oh, I'm the Ninth Ward. That's right. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So North Broad Street, which claims to have it, no bakery makes it anymore, but it is remembered by enough people that any food writer here is often asked for a source or at least a recipe. It's complicated, to say the least. It involved making a yellow layer cake and then topping it with a sweetened yeast dough of the kind used for donuts. It's covered with a red glaze made with rum and currant jelly. I'm trying to think of when I ate currant jelly. It's not bad. And I was surprised that I was eating it. I'm surprised where it came from, but, and I don't remember the details, but I remember thinking, you know, this current jelly's not bad. It sounds very difficult and not very good, but the nostalgia eaters wish for it fervently. Does anyone know what Tom is talking about? Either with the um, baba rum, or rum baba, or the Sarah Bernhardt, or the Dixiana Bakery, because none of these things ring a bell to me. Uh, but, you know, I'm just a youngster. <laughs> Deaf Dining Rule number 139, the best place to dine alone in a restaurant, even if you're not drinking, is at the bar. Restaurateurs take special care of people dining at the bar because they add value to a restaurant space. You may even get a free glass of wine, but don't expect it. You know, I think that's very true. I think I don't dine alone a lot. I'm not 
I'm not self-conscious about dining alone. Are you, Patty? Do you do you ever dine alone? Uh, I don't, but I don't think I would be self-conscious about dining alone. Why yeah. would you be? Yeah, I mean, I don't do it a lot. Sometimes I just kind of really do want to be all by myself. And so I will go to one of our, you know, usual places and just, you know, they'll come up and say two or three and I'll go, don't just one today. And it's not a problem at all. I mean, Tom used to do it all the time. He used to have a magazine and he would, he would dine by himself. And it's not something that I would do a lot, but it's not something that I'm really averse to either. But I would say that if you're going to do that, it makes sense to eat at a bar because you do have someone to converse with. The bartender, who I'm sure would be looking to up their tip, would be happy to converse with you. That makes total sense to me. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. In other words, to eat by if it weren't for Philo T. Farnsworth, the inventor of the television, we'd still be eating frozen radio dinners. Johnny Carson, who was born in 1925, uh, whipped that once. Did you ever eat TV dinners at your house, Patty? Oh, yeah. What did you have? The, the one I remember the most is the fried chicken. That, yeah, I don't the banquet. Think it was really fr- yeah, the banquet. The banquet, mm-hmm. fried chicken, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes. and green peas. Yep. <laughs> or sometimes it would be green peas and carrots in a mix yeah, mixed together. of vegetables mm-hmm. and um the fact that we ever thought those were good is kind of depressing <laughs> don't you think i do it's kind of depressing did your family ever have the terry's roast beef i don't know the fr- it was it frozen in a bag mm-hmm. yes yeah we did mm-hmm. yeah um I don't remember what year that was, but my mom was all over that kind of stuff. And um, it's funny because my dad was, he had sort of a signature dish. And the dish was roast beef poor boys. And he was actually very good at making roast beef poor boys. He took a lot of pains with the roast beef. It was roasted. It had the proper gravy. He let it sit for a while, and then he would slice it against the grain and then put it back in the gravy. And his roast beef poor boys were actually quite delicious to the point where they actually talked about opening up a poor boy shop. They should have done that, but never did. And um, I could never understand why, if my father made such really good roast beef poor boys, why we ever went to Terry's Roast Beef. But I think it was just that trendy thing of the time where everyone was doing it, and so it was good by, you know, ipso facto, it was good because everyone was doing it. But I remember thinking that Terry's Roast Beef was good the first couple of times we had it. And over the years, I don't know if you notice this too, Patty, but over the years, the roast beef started to disappear from Terry's roast beef. <laughs> yes, I remember. And it became sort of Terry's roast beef gravy. Do gravy. you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I would think, I would, I would think, 
you know, from the very beginning, why are we doing this to begin with? But then certainly as time passed on and it was just Harry's roast beef gravy, I wanted to scream, why are we doing this? Because it certainly <laughs> didn't make any sense at all. But the, the TV dinners, I only remember the banquet fried chicken. I know there were others, but I don't remember what they were. Did you get anything other than the no, fried chicken? No, I remember Salisbury steak, but I didn't, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah, that was one. I didn't like that. Yeah, me neither. And um, that's about all that I can remember. Yeah, I wonder. I'll look that up at the at the break. Uh, if if banquet, I'm sure they still do it. I, I, you know, what I find really hard to believe that anyone would still be purchasing those items that were so trendy in the middle of the last century, and food has been elevated both in price and quality and choices so much since then, why in the world would you still be purchasing those things? I'm surprised, and I will be surprised if I see that there's much variety in, in frozen food TV dinners. Does anyone eat those? I mean, look, you can call up after I've savaged them. <laughs> you can call up and say, listen, you... I eat it and I like it because it doesn't matter if you like it, you like it. You know, it's like when that person called up and said that they they are highly suspicious of me since I said I like Hormel's hot tamales in the can. <laughs> I mean, of all the things that I used to eat growing up, that one still tastes good to me. It didn't to the person who called, and I totally get that. I mean, you know, if we all wanted the same thing, it would be a boring world. So That's if you right. really dig banquet frozen dinners then call me because I'm, I'm really kind of curious to hear about that i mean we've we've elevated frozen food meals beyond the little tray with the partitions and the fried chicken i mean if you go to trader joe's it's all about the prepared meals and all you do is heat <clears throat> is heat them up but there's so much more advanced than the banquet frozen TV dinners. I just don't understand why anyone would choose something like that when they have options like the Trader Joe's varieties. It just doesn't, I, I, don't, I don't understand it, that's all. I mean, maybe, maybe they do. So call me if you do, 556-9696 at 3 o'clock. We will have Gunter Preuss stepping in for Stan Meadows, who is not available today. I look forward to Stan's reports every Wednesday because he's always doing something fun in the time between, we, between us talking to him on Wednesday and the following Wednesday. I always like to hear of his escapades, but he's learned, I think, uh, since coming down here that it was probably not such a great idea to come to the Andouille Trail after Laplace got hit so hard by the hurricane. So I don't know what he's up to, but he is maybe not, maybe not even here. I don't know. But um, my sister, who has also done some traveling in the last couple of months, she had this 50-state project that she wanted to finish and just finished it with another two trips. She did two back-to-back. -back. She did one right after she came here for a family wedding. Uh, on August 1st, she was out for two weeks, and then she did another, the last of, I don't know, six states or so out west. She just finished those about a week ago or two weeks ago. So she wanted to call but was unable to because the signal is so bad in a place like Wyoming and Montana.
and she still has some fun stories from her travels. So I told her if she wanted to call today, it would be a good time to do it. And she said that she would, but I think that's going to be at 3.30. So we have Gunter at 3 and then her at 3.30. And you, anywhere in between, if you would like to talk about whatever it is that you might like to talk about having to do with food. That's all we do. That's all Tom has done for 33 years, and that's all we want to continue doing for as long as you allow it. WGSO New Orleans, it's 3 o'clock, time for Louisiana Radio Network News. Well, the rest of the day, a shower or two, and the same for tonight that's uh, scattered to likely for the afternoon with the round coming and going here or there. But most spots get under some rain that tapers off tonight, and it'll come back to a pretty good chance of showers coming and going with a couple of rounds again throughout the day tomorrow. Mid-80s for the highs, overnight lows much milder with the higher humidity in place. Starting off in the morning, 60s to about 70. Some patches of fog possible. Drying on beginning Friday through Sunday, the highs around the middle 80s. Greater New Orleans Military Show, exhibiting and selling world-class museum-quality military antiques and collectibles from the U.S., Japan, Germany, and from nations all over the world. Uniforms, hats, helmets, medals, patches, flight gear, vintage weapons from all eras and conflicts. Greater New Orleans Military Show, Saturday, Sunday, October 23rd, 24th, at the Castine Center, Mantville. More info at greaterneworleansmilitaryshow.com. You're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity? This will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. NBC News is reporting partial human remains have been found in the area where police have been searching for Brian Laundrie. The remains found in a portion of a dense, swampy nature park in southwest Florida that were previously underwater. Many Democrats are concerned regarding President Biden's pick to be the top cop of the banking industry. President Biden's pick to run one of Washington's most important banking industry regulators might not have enough support for confirmation in the Senate. Senate Democrats are split over whether to support Dr. Saul Omarova, Biden's choice to leave the office of the comptroller of the currency. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. California's drought emergency now covers the entire state. Governor Gavin Newsom making the announcement Tuesday as California suffers its second driest year in history. The emergency proclamation requires local water suppliers to have contingency plans ready. This is USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-215-5141. 
800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. The Democratic-led House Rules Committee is holding a meeting to discuss holding former White House Chief Strategist Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress. After the January 6th Select Committee voted unanimously, to hold him in contempt after he defied a subpoena. While testifying, Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan says he condemns the violence that happened and is in support of the arrests that have gone on. Republicans have been consistent. We have condemned violence every stinking time it happened. We condemned it on January 6th, and 600 people are being prosecuted and held accountable for what they did wrong, as well they should be. Congressional Democrats continue to negotiate amongst themselves over two spending bills. The $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill and a multi-trillion dollar budget package. New York Democratic Congressman Hakeem Jeffries is calling for restored state and local tax deductions to be included in the spending bill. The strong consensus amongst the overwhelming majority of the members of the New York and New Jersey delegation is that some relief in terms of SALT should be part uh, of this legislation. A cap of SALT deductions at $10,000 was introduced in the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, with Republicans arguing blue states use a wasteful tax and spend model. More news online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. for the second course of the food show or the second hour as I like to say Tom's the second course guy and we have on the line on in, 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 unusual one on Wednesday normally we have Stan Meadows but Gunter Preuss is stepping in for him to chat with us about something I wanted to have him on for at some point before October ends which I guess will be in a week and a half so I'm glad you could make it today Gunter I want to talk to you about Oktoberfest okay I know you grew up in Germany. Yes. When did you first go to Oktoberfest? Well, uh, when I first went, uh, well, I have to say, say this: where I grew up, we didn't have Oktoberfest. If you live in the northern part, on the eastern part mm-hmm. of uh, uh, Germany, there are no Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest okay. is in the south of Germany, around Munich, and the first Oktoberfest. Okay, so it's a Bavarian went, thing. Hmm? It's a Bavarian thing. That's a Bavarian thing. The first Oktoberfest I went was actually when we still when we were already living in the United States. Oh, to be very, <laughs> to be very honest to you, <laughs> so, Gunter, I love your honesty. All right, yeah, so right. you came to the United States before you ever went to Oktoberfest in Germany. Absolutely. How old were you when you finally made it to an Oktoberfest, oh, and why did it I, take so long? I, well. Um, well, you know, when when the time uh, of the Oktoberfest, the end of September, the beginning of October, in the business I, where I was in, it was a very, very busy time. So you couldn't mm. afford to, to take off and, and go to, uh, you know, travel to uh, uh, Germany or uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason there was. And I must have been in my late 40s or... Oh, my gosh. 
So I, I, <laughs> what about what about Evelyn? Did she grow up in your area too, or was she yes, from a different yeah. part no, of we, Germany? We both grew up in in the in the eastern part of uh, Germany. Okay. Evelyn grew up okay. in uh, Berlin, and I grew up in a city which is in Poland now. So okay. Uh, so like I said, uh-huh. we were not very much into uh, into <laughs> Oktoberfest. The only thing what okay. what I can tell you. What uh-huh. you know? What what time the Oktoberfest is? That they got over ninety thousand people going to see the Oktoberfest. So it's a huge, huge uh, celebration. It is. Now, and, when you finally did make it, you yes. said you were in your forties, and right. was your overall thought about it? Oh, much ado about nothing, or did you think, oh, this was really cool? Well, Too bad I didn't make it um, before now. Again. Um, <laughs> From the part of, of of Germany, we are from. I'm from. We are very reserved people. So when you go to <laughs> Bavaria and you got a, a uh-huh. completely different type of uh, German individual, yeah. they're very uh-huh. more outgoing. They are very in uh-huh. tuned in and doing their little parties and stuff. They're partiers. Like they're partiers. They're drinking beer and they're eating yeah. uh, chicken and 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 pork, uh-huh. Schweinehocks and things like that. So. <laughs> So it, 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 it actually, for for me, it was like a like a like a culture shock. <laughs> you see so many people in 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 one area, and and, yeah. and everybody is drinking and everybody is uh-huh. singing and everybody is eating. It, it it's it's actually overwhelming. <laughs> so. so I guess your overall thought was, okay, I haven't really missed anything. Get me out of here. Did you stay very long? Well, no, no, we, we well, no, we we stayed a, a couple hours. We 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 drank and we, we have those ladies uh, serve those big beers. Uh, uh-huh. They are very much dressed like uh, Bavarian, you know, those dirndls. Yeah. And, and uh-huh. uh, they have <laughs> they have some very nice figures when when they put uh, anyway. So it, it's a <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's. it's a, it's an experience which I guess I shouldn't say as a young man or a middle-aged man, I even was taken aback with, with those things. Like uh-huh. I said, you sit at long, long tables and everybody yeah. drinks and everybody eats and then mm-hmm. everybody sings. and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, so. But, but, you know, just to go above all this, there is a lot of history now why the mm-hmm. Oktoberfest is there or how it was started and then things like that. Well, it started out at a wedding. You know, it's funny. Yes. There's a um, Bitburger, yes. the beer, which I'm sure you're familiar with. I yeah. don't know oh, that yeah. I've ever had one. Right. But um, Bitburger sponsored a last year. This was, of course, an Instagram thing. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. But last year they sponsored a, um, I guess it was like a, a contest or mm-hmm. a, a raffle or something. And if wow. you were already engaged, uh-huh. um, you could win a trip for you and 50 of your friends oh. for Oktoberfest mm-hmm. in honor yeah. of the wedding of, I guess, what was his name? Uh, I'll have to look I, it up. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I mean, but, but uh, it was, the, it's, but, it's, 
the wedding was in the 1800s now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was by, like 1840 or something like that. And it was by, King... By. Oh, you know, he's... The, the uh, New Swastin Castle. No, 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 um, Schwanstein. But it's the house. Wait, say it again. Say, wait, say it again. Neuschwanstein. Neuschwanstein. Okay. Ludwig, that's his name. I was about to say it's a very common name. Ludwig was the the king who was married that started the the celebration of uh, Oktoberfest. And so you could, if you won this contest, they flew you and 50 uh friends over to have a wedding in Mm -hmm. front of all those people. It's so 2020, isn't it? Anyway, um, I don't know who won. I didn't follow it, but I thought it was a fun idea. But uh, he, he married actually a, a princess uh, from 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 the Habs the Habsburg uh, uh-huh. Empire. Yes. So mm-hmm. this this is and and normally the Oktoberfest is actually started at not in October but it used to right. be in in yes. the middle of September. It's over by October, isn't it? It's right. like well, two and a half weeks. Now they have it. I think the first week in uh, yeah. October. They go yeah. to the first week. Uh huh. So. so the the Habsburgs were in Austria, weren't they? Yes, yeah, that's yeah. Yes. Okay, so I guess they sort of united that whole area there. So yes. um, you went once, Gunther. Did you go back? Mm, no, <laughs> to be very honest with you, but no, we did I not. Knew you were going to say no, okay? <laughs> but it was something. Was it something that you're glad oh, you oh, did just to at least find out about it? I mean, I'd like to go just once. Yes, I don't want to mm-hmm. disappoint people. I mean, it's something to be seen mm-hmm. who have well i'm so sure it would be different people. now i mean i yes. like everything else i'm sure it's ruined now so you know it's probably so not worth going the to the last but... two years now right yeah they didn't have it this yeah. year and then of course whenever it does come back i mean everything's going to be different so yeah, different. you know yeah, 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 but yeah. anyway i feel like it's another one of those things i i just didn't right. i missed it it's not gonna you, you it's missed, not gonna be yeah, like it was right. before but anyway well you can go um, to deutsche house here yeah well, it, no, that's that's this, different this too. Weekend. Do you go to the Deutsches House? Do you do oh, you yeah. do anything for Oktoberfest, Gunther? No, no, but okay. but we no, 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 no. But we, I love Gunther. He's I, I have so nothing, honest. Nothing against I mean, Oktoberfest, but yeah, uh-huh. I did. Uh, what was about three or four weeks ago? I I did a uh, dinner at the Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the uh, Deutsche House. Yeah. But we, we served a little more on the continental side, the food. Oh, it was, wait, you cooked it? Did you cook it? Mm, yeah. Oh, with, why didn't you call the, me and tell me? I, people would have liked to have gone to that. Are you doing it again? Well, the, the, you know, I, I, how can I say? It was actually uh, before the advertisement came oh, out yeah, in the yeah. paper. Sold out. It was already sold out. Yeah. Well, if oh. you if you want to add another date at some point, let yeah. us know because I think there are people who would love to go to that. Because I mean, I, I would I, love to go to I that. I will, yes. Yeah. But they, right. they got very uh, active members at the uh, uh, Deutsche House, so uh-huh. we had, we had about 130 people. 100, I'm 130 sure you did. People. I'm sure so, you did. Uh, <clears throat> All right, we're going to take a break with Gunter yeah, Preuss. I want to hear what yeah. you cooked that night. We'll be back right, with okay. Gunter Preuss after these All messages. Right. Mandeville okay. Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, 
and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. I get misty just holding your hand. We are back with Gunter Preuss. So you cooked at Deutsch's house for, quote, Oktoberfest. What did you cook? Uh, let me let me make, make one statement first. I don't want to uh, 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 do or have said something I will uh, offended my Bavarian friends. So I just want to make <laughs> want to make that that very much clear. Okay. But, but, oh, Gunter, don't <laughs> blow it. I love your honesty and your yeah. candor. You can't yeah. backtrack on anything. Go ahead. Yeah. So what we what we have cooked? First of all, I have to say they have a. Uh, uh, most, uh, not, I shouldn't say most, everything is done with uh, volunteers there. Uh-huh. They have two gentlemen which used to be uh, army veterans. They, do, they come in and they do the uh, cooking, and they are very, very much qualified to uh, do all those, those things. Uh-huh. And all the service are uh, ladies which volunteer to service. So for the first time, we made actually a, or they made, or I made, or a continental type dinner. We did like a vulovang, with mm-hmm. which is the pastry uh, shell with a lid on with uh, Louisiana shrimp. Yeah, we've been talking yeah. about that for the last two and a half weeks with Maurice's French pastry. It's an oyster patty. Go ahead. Yes. I mean, it's not oysters, yeah. but it's the shell that the oyster patty comes yes. in. All right, go right. ahead. And we used we put uh, Louisiana shrimps in in a, in a very in a very nice dill sauce. Then mm-hmm. the next thing we had a uh, salad, uh, which was uh, again with beets, with fresh beets, and then we then we made a, uh, a stuffed beef roll, which is a roulade. You stuff mm-hmm. with bacon, so obviously salt, pepper, mustard, bacon, uh, onions, and uh, uh, pickles, and we had mm-hmm. a, a stuffed tomato with fresh leeks. And we had a bomb uh, bomb bom cocket, which is like a dumpling, like a mm-hmm. potato dumpling, but it's spreaded and and you fry it. Hmm. And then we had. Gunter uh, is. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were. I thought you were finished going through the menu. No, I'm and ask then you a we had questions. a uh, crepe Suzette, which was filled with uh, uh, Granny Smith apples, and the uh, mm-hmm. vanilla sauce. And we made a, for the appetizers, we had some Graflux, we had some home-cured uh, pork belly, we had some uh, pâtés. So it was more like, more like a formal type uh, dinner. We served champagne with the uh, reception. We had two different wines, two white wines with the dinner. And then, again, we had some champagne for the uh, Dessert, and you had some opera singers, which uh, they sang all kinds of German operas. Mm. 
Mm, so which was cool. very, very festive. And, and I, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, that's the second time I've done this with the uh, uh, Deutsche House. We did a, a Christmas dinner a couple of years ago. So, but it was very festive and everything was very nicely dressed and people came, uh, you know, expecting something for, I think we shot about $150 a person for it. Gunter, was the food that you just described, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously the shrimp volavant, no, but mm -hmm. um, was the, the roulade, is mm -hmm. that a traditional German yes. thing? I mean, I'm yes. not a fan of roulades myself, right. especially not fish roulade. Yes, they are, but from the part in uh, Germany where I am from, in the eastern part. Okay. But roulade mm -hmm. is actually a, a, a very, uh, how how you say that you eat it on uh, Sundays. Oh, is that right? So it's it. like a oh, Sunday yeah. dinner thing? Uh, a Sunday dinner thing. It, 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 uh -huh. it gets okay. very involved in, and it's a Sunday dinner. You eat mm. rouladen and you eat red, red cabbage with it and dumplings. and mm -hmm. So it, it's a okay. very, fo uh, very famous dinner, but some, sometimes people do different stuffings for the uh, rouladen. They put a meat mm -hmm. stuffing in, they put some other stuffing that but from the part of Germany I am from, that's that's what the what what the mother put put in there. I would say, what kind of meat are you talking about? But probably pork, but, huh? Or is it beef? No beef. No, that's that's beef. all beef. Okay. Yeah. So from in a, northern Germany, farm. is is that a big pork yes. eating yes. place like southern Germany? Okay. I mean, Germany's yes. really big into their pork for sure. That yes. whole oh yeah, yeah. Pork is is there. I yeah. I, I remember. When I used to work over there in uh, restaurants, and we were very proud to serve uh, uh, an antico, but you had a hard time chewing that that uh, that stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, because the meat was not as uh, refined as it is as it is now. Well, I would assume that the reason you would do a roulade in the first place, a roulade, um, uh -huh. is if the meat is a little less than perfect right. anyway, right. right? I mean, right. right. Well, you, you know, you, you beat it right. up and then you roll it up with right. a lot of things right. and sort of Well, you braise it. it and you cook yeah. it. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, Evelyn makes it once in a while here and, and mm -hmm. we, when the grandchildren come and our, our sons, they, they like the rollade and the cabbage mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. dumplings. But then, you know, beef is actually the only time where we used a lot of beef is when we made a, a sauerbraten or mm -hmm. you make a, a, a pot roast or you make a stew or something like that. But like you said... Gunter, explain to beef, people what a sauerbraten is. Okay. A sauerbraten is you take uh, uh, a cut of uh, uh, beef primarily from the, uh, from the hind shank. And then it, you make it like too a... It, too, is an inferior like cut of beef, isn't it? A sauerbraten is usually an inferior cut of beef that you... Well, it is. ...help. It is. Yeah. Well, no, uh -huh. you, no, I shouldn't say that. But it, it's normally out of uh, the um, how the bottom round. I, I don't know if people know what a bottom round is. It, well, it's, isn't, it, isn't its preparation um, focused on making it more tender and... and yes. So, yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, first, yeah. then, then you make a brine. Yeah. You're gonna make a right. make a brine, which is water. Obviously, water. We we put. You can put red wine in. You can put. Obviously, sour means sour. You put uh, 
vinegar in. You put uh, 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 carrots, celery, onions, juniper berries you put in, mm. and, and then you marinate it. It depends, uh, you know, as long as you marinate it, it's as sour that the meat tastes. And I shouldn't say sour, but mm-hmm. it's got a little mm-hmm. vinegar taste. And then I kind of like you it. Do, do you like it? Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, the sour button. Uh, yeah. Yes, but yeah. but again, it depends how long you 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 brine it or or, or marinate uh-huh. it. So, mm-hmm. some people, most people, they, they just drain the uh, drain the the, the 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 brine out and then cook the meat with the vegetable, with the carrots well, and the celery. But you gotta brown the meat very, very much. Yeah, and, then, and then cook it a put, long time. It seems like yeah, most yeah, oh, German yeah, food right. is heavily right. braised. Braised, yeah, and then you braise yeah. it with the vegetable, and you put tomato paste there if you want to, and you put a little uh-huh. bit of flour there, and then you put some uh, uh, stock there, or you know you can. But but some people use the the uh, uh, brine. I would not recommend that. It would then get real sour sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> the sour button would be yeah. a little too sour. Too sour, yeah. And For then sure. you just braise it like uh, uh, like a like like a pot roast. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I you know I I don't know if it's that my mom was part German, but I really mm. really like German food, and I think what mm. makes me like it more than mm. most food like that is is the bra the the techniques of just the constant braising it's like yes. everything is yes. is braised and to me right. that's the best way to cook anything right all right. right so do you do you want to talk about rumtoff at all rumtoff yes we can do that too yeah okay so tell us tell us first of all how to say it rumtoff r u m t o p h topf what what is it? Okay, rumtopf is a. It's how can you say it's a marinated uh, type of uh, uh, fruit. You start, mm-hmm. and I don't have it in, in in front of me there. You start in we normally start in uh, in uh, August, <laughs> and you start with. Uh, uh, ba- so you're making you, you it for Christmas, and you start in August. Yes, yeah. Right, we start uh-huh. in that, but uh-huh. but you put eight different fruits in there. Okay. okay. You you don't put any uh, any berries in, like strawberries or uh, blueberries. You just put some fruit which has uh, which is kind of real, uh, not hard. I should Party say fruit. hard. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, apples start, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. Apples. You mm-hmm. can put pears, but. Any mm-hmm. when you like when you start in uh, August, let's say you start with with apples. First of all, mm-hmm. you have a oh, like, a, okay. uh-huh. like a stone type of jar. Uh-huh. Okay. Then you put apples in, and then you cover the apples with sugar. Yeah. Okay. Then you and rum too, another, right? Pardon me. And rum also, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you have to yeah. put rum there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously. And and, yeah. and then you you wait until the apples is marinated in the sugar and the rum, which can be up to about two weeks. <laughs> then you start. You don't mix anything; it just stays there. Yeah, and yeah. Then you start with another uh, fruit. Mm-hmm. Let's say 
you want to put uh, plums in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you do this, do the same thing, sugar yeah. and a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, rum. Then you start with another. There are eight eight fruits, and I'll have it right in, in front of me. Oh, there. so it's a specific thing. It's eight specific fruits. Eight specific fruits. Yeah. Ah, okay. The room top. Right. And then by okay. by Christmas time, you got that that pot full of fruit, and then mm-hmm. you just eat it. Uh, you uh, when you take it out, you, you obviously mix it, and but but by that time, the sugar and the rum has marinated so much. So you have built your own juice on their fruit. Patty, I'm thinking this isn't as bad as it sounded. What do you think? No, it's Yeah, it's you know, I'm thinking that too. Well, it I might mean, sound good. Yeah, I wouldn't give it to a children, but... Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want those kids to grow up and be right, firm right. Oktoberfest but goers. <laughs> I mean, it's now, delicious. So next you like it? Gonna, you like it? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it, got potential. It I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. With, I might want to think about this. Okay. Vanilla. Mm. And you eat it over you just vanilla ice cream. cream? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Regular vanilla, vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream. Okay. Or you can mm. put it, eat it like, like this, and 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 put some whipped cream on or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's very very good. Do so. Do you ever make it, Gunter? We We used to make it years and years ago, when uh, uh-huh. they. When the boys grew up, we used to make it mm-hmm. for uh, Christmas. Obviously, they didn't need yeah. it, but I mean, it huh. was for them to look, take the lid off, and take a look. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to there are eight, six, uh, six or eight specific fruits okay. to use. When you think of them, Gunter, will you will you tell us the next time you Absolutely. call in? Because I'm next I'm kind of yeah. curious about this. This yeah. sounds like it's got more potential yeah. than I originally right. gave it right. gave credit for. Okay, so, all right, Gunter, we're gonna okay. let you go. It's time for the okay. bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. Right. I always enjoy our conversations, and we'll have you on again soon. Good, thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. I just I just find his honesty so refreshing. It's just it's fun. Anyway, uh, room top. I'm going to try that, uh, I say. And I don't know if I mean it, but I, I'm thinking about it. it sounds, yeah, it sounded it sounds like better when some... he talked about it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's got potential. I mean, I'm not a fruit person or a rum person, but it sounds like, you know, some of these things, they don't sound good, and then they actually are really good. But this has potential. He's Tom said berries, but berries would break down a lot. So that makes sense that he said there's eight specific ones. I'm curious to see what they are. And I know he'll tell us at some point. All right, we have my sister calling in after the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back to talk to her. It's time, uh, it's 3.30. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Gallagher. Matthew Meir, the man accused in the multi-parish shooting spree that killed two people, including a state trooper, has been relocated to Angola State Prison as he awaits trial. Legal analyst Franz Borkhart points out that Mir is simply being housed in Angola, not serving a sentence. While it's not the norm for a suspect awaiting trial to be held in the state prison, Borkhart says it's not completely unheard of. He says from a defense attorney's perspective, you want your client in a location where they're accessible and they feel comfortable. And I say comfortable in so much as where they're not under constant threat, harm, I guess, and essentially he's in lockdown, so he should be quote-unquote safe. Attention Shreveport car collectors. The producers of a movie filming at Caddo Lake are seeking cars, trucks, and motorcycles made between 1998 and 2004 because that's the period in which the film is set. The production will pay you 50 bucks a day for use of your vehicle. Send offers to caddocasting at gmail.com.
This is news on LRN. Louisiana Secretary of State Kyle Ardwan. While Louisianans always come together to help our neighbors after disasters, some tradesmen will try to take advantage of those in need. Follow these simple but important guidelines to ensure you are not the victim of a scam. Always use licensed contractors. Be cautious of any service that demands a substantial upfront payment. Never make final payment until the work is fully complete. Carefully guard your personal identifying information. Visit our website, gobiz.com, that's G-E-A-U-X-B-I-Z.com, or call the Secretary of State's office to confirm that the company you're doing business with is registered with our office. By taking a few extra minutes to research and confirm who you are working with, you can avoid being a victim a second time. This is Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin reminding you, don't fall for a post-hurricane scam. Visit G-E-A-U-X-B-I-Z.com for more information. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. I was, um, I was looking up frozen TV dinners in, during the break, and uh, I'm curious to see. Now, see, all of these things uh, seem to have found a home in Walmart, these old mid-century, mid-20th century things that we came to eat. Oh my gosh, they're $1.38. Oh, ouch. All right, so there's the backyard barbecue, frozen single-serve meal. I did like pot pies. I really did like those pot pies. Let's see, they have a spaghetti and meatballs. They have the family size Salisbury steaks, the oh, sweet and sour chicken. I think they had that then. Did they have sweet and sour chicken then? I think they did, Patty. I don't know. Um, it's not something I would have They eaten. had the turkey, the classic sliced oh, turkey. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah, they did. Um, with the peas. I ate more peas on those things than I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't see fried chicken. They have chicken pot pie. They have mega bowls, penne and meatballs. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any fried chicken. Maybe they don't do that anymore. Mm. Um, mega bowls of buffalo style chicken mac and cheese. That actually doesn't sound bad. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, they do have crispy chicken. At the, that came up at one of the last ones. And then they have the home-style bakes, country chicken, mashed potatoes, and biscuits. 
Does anybody eat this? Because I'm kind of curious. It doesn't. It doesn't look, it doesn't look that bad. I, I mean, <laughs> the the nuggets they they don't look that good either. But anyway, um, actually, the the nuggets don't. None of them look that good. But I do remember. I think what I liked most about the the chicken was the uh, was the tray. I really like the tray. So the banquet mega meats original crispy chicken thigh with homestyle mashed potatoes. I don't know. It looks it looks okay. Um, but they're super cheap. They're a dollar thirty eight for the individual, and then two forty eight, and then some of them get up to three forty. Three forty eight was the chicken one. Ed, let's go to Ed. Hello, Marianne. Ed, hi. Yes, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm here. Yes. Uh, uh, well, first to start off with, I don't like Gershwin tunes. <laughs> really? So, really? I'm going to quit I mean, saying everyone likes a Gershwin tune then, Ed. I'm going to say everyone likes a Gershwin tune, but Ed, okay. Right, that's it. Noted. And, um, and yes, you're right. Uh, Walmart has all of those things. They're they all do. banquet, you know, food. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. um, and, uh, and I wonder. Like I, I wonder say, if other stores have it too, or if they've all just found a home at Walmart. Because when we were looking for the pizza dinner, it was only at Walmart. So I'm going to have to pay attention to that. No, I think. Uh, I mean, I know that other stores have, but Walmart uh, has the greatest selection, you know, by far, mm-hmm. because they have so much freezer space. You know that uh, mm, that they they can be afford that that luxury of having a full array of yeah. pretty much everything they make. But I don't. Th- mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have um, you know uh, like sweet and sour chicken uh, back mm-hmm. when I was much younger. You know, uh, that's something that's kind of uh, maybe in the last um, ten ten years or something. You know, like that. I think that they started carrying that. I don't know. It seems like I, I kind of feel like I'm, I, I, they were getting into that much earlier than that. And, and the look of Maybe that right. looks I mean, like it's something in the 20th century. It's, it, it's not what you would see. First of all, you don't see sweet and sour very much anymore. That's kind of an old-fashioned Chinese cliche. So I don't, I don't think so. I think, that's, I think that goes back a little ways. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I know, uh, you know, when you, when you uh, lean cuisines, you know, have a have sweet and sour, and um, mm-hmm. um, there's two or three other brands of uh, diet food that that Walmart well, you know has along with. There's it's not only lean cuisine. There's there's all the ones you can order from you know online and stuff. So there's a lot of there's a lot of processed fo- frozen dinners out there. Lots and lots. Right. Yeah, I agree. But I wanted, mm-hmm. what I also wanted to tell you is that uh, last night, uh, my wife and I, for her birthday, we had dinner at Fausto's on Veterans. Mm. Yeah. And good it place. was fantastic. Yeah, it is good. It's really good. It was really good. What did you have? Um, what did you she have? She had the um, uh, shrimp GGO, and, mm-hmm. um, and I had the, uh, the eggplant parmesan and my wife just couldn't quit you know regaling the fact that everything was so fresh 
you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, and she's the person, you know, she had eaten like three nights before at Galatoire's and, uh, and mm-hmm. two nights before, you know, that, uh, at, um, uh, Broussard's, uh, uh, I'm, unfortunately I'm ill and I'm, uh, very diet limited, mm-hmm. uh, but she eats out, you know, on a regular basis, like mm-hmm. at least once a week at a, at a major of, at one of the grand dames. You know, and like I say, well, Fausto's I was is not a Fausto's is not an also ran. ran. That's a, um, that family has been doing really yummy Sicilian food around town since the middle of the last century too. So uh, that's that's those two guys, Fausto and Roland. Uh, their sister is Irene of Irene's Cuisine, and then they had Renata. Oh, really? I didn't know back that. In, yeah. Yeah, they came, they're actually first-generation Sicilians, and that's some yummy stuff. That's delicious food. Yeah, like I say, good, it was it was really good. And, and like I say, yeah. from the standpoint of that, that everything seen was so fresh. You know, I'm yeah. so tired of going to uh, an Italian restaurant, and the cheese uh, that's sitting on the table is a brick. You know, you got to mm-hmm. beat the, the the shaker, you know, to try to break it up, you know, some. But it was like what kind a, of Italian last, last restaurants night, are you like, going to? Where else have you gone where you see that? Um, like um, Vincent's, you know. Um, uh, I was very has disappointed. That? Really? Huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. And uh, even Vincent's uh, is a good restaurant at, uh, at, too. Even at Impostados. It wasn't mm-hmm. as up to par as I thought that it would have been. Mm. Well, but. I can't, I can't speak to that because you just named two other really good ones that I really like. So, um, but but Fausto's is definitely good. That's that's some good Sicilian stuff there. Really good. I'm glad oh, you yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Well. Okay. Um, Let me let you go because I, I know you got to get to your sister here. No, my. <laughs> well, she's not here yet. But anyway, I do have to go to a break before she gets here. But thank you, Ed. I appreciate the call. Okay. All right. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. She's not on the phone yet, is she, Patty? She probably she probably blew me off. She's no, working, she's on the phone. So. She's on hold. Oh, she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Well then, um, well you know what? I'm gonna have her. I'm gonna have her hold just through the break so we can give her a, a block of time. Okay, so tell her we're gonna hold on, Christy. We'll hold on if you hold on through the break. We'll come back and and you can take it away after that. But first, I want to tell you about Maurice's French Pastries. This is an old advertiser who's a new advertiser. Jean Luc Albert has been serving delicious French pastries on Hesmer Avenue for a very long time. He also has the European, he brought over some European pastries besides the French ones. He does a Kugelhof, 25 different flavors there. And one of our favorites, Doberge cakes. There are seven different flavors of Doberge cakes at Maurice's French pastry. They have chocolate, lemon, they have vanilla, caramel, strawberry, they have amaretto and Irish cream. It's not easy to find a really good Doberge cake, but this is a really good one. They also have specialty king cakes like the bourbon 
Street King Cake, the Panchatula King Cake, and the General Foster King Cake. It's coming up on party time if you need individual pastries for your parties or a volavant or an oyster patty shell. Then go to Maurice's French Pastries. They have the little ones and the big ones for the volavant. Give them a call if you want to place an order for your party, 885-1526, or go on over there to Hesmer Avenue, 3501. Have a little pastry right out of the case and some coffee and watch the goings-on there. That's Maurice's French Pastries, and we'll be back after these messages. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Uh, there's a particular I'm never going to feel the same way about the Gershwin tune again. Let's go to Christy. Hey, Christy. It's my sister, Christy. Hey, how are you? Us? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I wasn't going to blow you off. <laughs> I didn't blow you off. I just had other things, but I wanted to call you. I have, I have a lot You've of You've been wanting to talk to for a while. You. I'm glad we had the opportunity to do yes. it. I didn't know if you were going to yeah. be, be able to, to do it today. Yeah. All right, so yeah. you were out where in the last couple of weeks? Um, was out in Utah, um, Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. And it was a great, and great trip. Yeah, Great it's so beautiful out there. It's so, so where did you eat there. that was interesting, and did you discover any unusual uh, specialty dishes that are signature items in certain places? Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm glad you said that, because I forgot that in my notes to you. Um, but I, I, did, I did find something new. Just like there was the pasty up in... Um, gosh, wherever it was in the Midwest. I hope you didn't make your husband drive that? seven hours. <laughs> no, no. Okay. But there, there's something called the kolache out west. Have you uh-huh. heard of that before? I, th- yes. I think the kolaches are, are Texan. I think those are, yeah. those are, yeah. They're, they come well, from, uh, they're German, aren't they? Okay. I don't know. It's yeah. K-O-L-A-C-H-E, yeah. I think. C-H-E, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And um, and so I had a kolache in mm-hmm. Utah, which was much better than the pasty, I have to say. But it's sort of like the same thing, like a meal baked in a yes. bowl. They're all um, the same thing, bread with yeah. stuff in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. I had that. So that was a new, a new taste treat for me. And as far as anything new, I'm trying to think of, I don't know anything new, but I did go to some pretty... <laughs> really some pretty good places. So I'll tell you about a couple of them. Okay. And 
in Salt Lake City, somebody talked to us about going to the Red Iguana, and apparently there are several of them, but we did end up going there the night we got in, and um, I had fish tacos, which I always have, and it was kind of a build-your-own taco. They put a lot of fish on it, on the tortillas, and then brought some pickled stuff on the side that you... Mm-hmm. Um, th- that part wasn't the greatest, but the... Um, there was a lot of fish. It was good. And then what we kind also of fish? had um, mahi-mahi. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was very good. And then um, we had shrimp quesadilla with this cheese that was just really delicious. So it was, it, that was really good. I would have gone back for that a second time. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we went there in Salt Lake City. Wait, wait, wait. Then Before you go on, what was the name of the place? Red Iguana. Red iguana. Red you know, iguana. Salt Lake is really kind of a hip place. There's a lot of tech people moving in there, and there's more of an ethnic scene, but a kind of a glamorous one happening. Is, did you find that? We weren't there long enough. We were there um, okay. the night we got in, and then we were there the night we left. So we didn't okay. spend time in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It was the airport, essentially. <laughs> it was the airport uh-huh. um, for us, but. Uh, I, I didn't, well, I didn't see enough of Salt Lake City, but it's a very sprawling city. It's a very mm-hmm. sprawling city. But Red Iguana was good, I have mm-hmm. to say. Um, then we went on to Moab uh, near Arches National Park. Mm-hmm. And Moab is so cute. It's a very cute little town with lots of little restaurants. Um, mm. It's so small. You know, these places are, like, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right. So, like, I would mm-hmm. ask the servers, where do you live? Because, <laughs> and they have, like, all these, they said, we live right here because there's just absolutely nothing else around it. Um, but there are these little communities that just spring up and service, you know, a lot of service um, just yeah. to take care of tourists. But we went to a glorious corner cafe and ate outside in the on the patio, and it was a really good breakfast. And um, went to this place also called Zach's Z A X restaurant, and it was very good. It had it had um, a lot of it had pizza, but different like buffalo pizza. Um, it had great burgers. It just had it had a good menu, but the, everything that we had was delicious it was really that was in Moab 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 Moab. where Um, what's the nearest big city to Moab is that Salt Lake I would say probably yes Mm -hmm. maybe um maybe no Grand Junction Colorado is probably the nearest city Mm -hmm. to it okay um it's on the eastern part southeastern part of um Utah uh, but anyway, that was really good. Then we moved up to um, Jackson. We went up to Jackson. Um, oh, on the way, we stopped at a place called Bear Lake on the border of... That's like, it's funny. It's like the where people go to the beach when you're inland. So there's hmm. this place called Bear Lake. And the big thing there is raspberry shakes. Everyone was saying, oh, you have to go there and have raspberry shakes. So we did, and it was just like a milk. It wasn't, I mean, it was their thing, but, you know. <laughs> Everybody's sort of like got the their thing they're proud of. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's it. That was it. Mm-hmm. So we went to Jackson and um, um, in Wyoming, 
and had just some little some little snacks at a place called Hatch, which was um, I I thought a really nice place, sort of an upscale place. But um, Jack's is just lovely. You've been there, haven't you? I, I would love to retire to Jackson, but but you tell me that I wouldn't now, so I don't no, know. I haven't been there in 40 yeah, years. You can't. You can't now, but um, but anyway, that place was very good. Liked, I enjoyed that. And the best thing in Jackson, though, is this place called the Bunnery Bakery and Restaurant, and that place has amazing pastries, and it's a hopping breakfast spot, but... Uh, the first day we went really early, and we were mm-hmm. like on our on a mission to do hiking and get out. And so we just grabbed some pastries and said, "Oh, we'll come back here for breakfast." Uh, you know, like the next day because there aren't that many places, mm-hmm. but we wanted to go back in there. So we grabbed pastries. It was great, great pastries. And then when we went back for breakfast, we were just a tiny bit later in the morning, and there was such a long line. It would have been more than an hour to wait to get breakfast. Wow! And so we didn't. Yeah. But it's very, very nice. Then, let's see. We also stayed, um, I'm trying to think of where this was. It must have been in Cody. We went to Cody and had this. What's Cody look like these days? Uh, Cody is well, that doesn't just. doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, it's just like a, a, it's just like a town. Like it, it has people. You know, like it's a, it's, it's a, a wild it west town. City. Is, is uh, it a wild west town? That would be more like Cook City, I guess. Oh, Ennis is a wild. Ennis Wait, is a wild. West. What is it? That's spell that. Ennis, Montana. E N N I S. Okay, Ennis, Montana. Ennis okay. is adorable. But let me mm-hmm. let me finish with Cody. There's this place there. We stayed in I don't know some kind of cabin, uh, like a campground thing that we could we could get. We could. Have, it was really hard to find places to stay. But we had dinner at this place. We showed up, like I'm saying, there's nothing around. So we show up late at this campground, and we're like, is there any place around here to eat? And she gave us this list of places. And then, and one was the Bill Cody Ranch, which was five minutes up. And come to find out, it's a lodge as well. But the place is gorgeous. It's really, like, so Western. It's just it's just so beautiful. I'm writing this one I mean, down. It's so nice. And honestly, I had the best steak dinner there. Come to find out, we talked to the chef um, afterwards. He came out and talked with us. And he's a guy from Arkansas who goes up and mm. works there every summer. And um, he's, he's an older guy, not old, but an, uh, you know he's retired and went to culinary mm-hmm. school because he always liked to cook. And then he ended up at this, um, this ranch. And so he cooks there. But Bill Cody Ranch, highly recommend Bill Cody. Wait, Bill Cody so- Ranch. So he retired and then went to culinary school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. And he loves okay. and he loves what he does. Loves what he does. And so mm-hmm. uh, I highly recommend that place. Um, so when we were in Jackson, they had recommended this place called Bubba's Barbecue, and I don't know why, but we never had managed to hit it like at the right time or whatever. We didn't get it there, but come to find out, we stayed in Cody. And there was a Bubba's there. So it's a chain of a couple, there was a few places. But I know you had asked me one time about barbecue, and it was delicious barbecue, but the sides were super. Potato salad, coleslaw, it was really, really good sides. The barbecue was delicious. I highly recommend mm-hmm. Bubba's wherever you can find it, in Jackson or Cody. 
Don't it's called. It's just called Bubba's. That's it. Bubba's. Bubba's. Bubba's barbecue. Okay. Bubba's, Bubba's barbecue. barbecue. Okay. All right. Yeah. Really. Right. Really good. Um, okay. Let's see. Tell me some about Ennis. I'm looking. Some of these places I'm looking at where we stayed, I'm like, ah, I wouldn't go there. It's on my, it's on my um, credit card statement. That's how I'm, I know where we've been. Oh. What's, Ennis tell me about adorable. Ennis, Montana. It's so cute. It's like this fishing capital. It's beautiful around there. Um, just, mm-hmm. just beautiful. And the town is like a, a western town. It's like you go down and the storefronts all have American flags out. It looks like you pull your horse up there to put, to pull mm-hmm. your horse up there. It's really a cute, cute town. Um, and the real estate goes, like, if something's on the market, it just goes in a minute. Cause there's a coffee shop there, and, you know, I'm addicted to real estate stuff, and just ask, you know, what about yeah. this coffee shop? And she said, oh, I already have two offers. It's just, if it's oh, on wow. Main Street, it, it goes. But the place to eat there is the pharmacy, actually. I said, where's a good breakfast mm-hmm. place here? And they said, oh, everyone goes to the pharmacy. And the pharmacy is a hopping, breakfast, <laughs> a hopping place to eat. Is it an actual Main Old Street West kind of pharmacy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a pharmacy. Because they do and have And they also have this little restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It's so cute. Uh-huh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good place. Yep. Um, and let's see. Last place is Jaker's we went to in Idaho Falls. Last place I'd say was really good. It's kind of an upscale place. They have maybe five of them around Montana, Wyoming, um, and Idaho and um, it's a good steak and seafood place, and I think that's worth a stopover if you happen to be there. So that's my list. You know, of- I haven't been out there in a very long time. I'm really sad to say, but um, at the time that I was out there last, you could drive for hours and hours, and it would be in absolutely nothing. And then all of a sudden, you would happen upon a little hamlet. And it would yeah. be kind of like the old west, where when you go to the outskirts of town, that's it. You just yeah. behind you is the town, and then there's nothing in front of you. Is that the way it still that's is? It. Yep. Well, good. That that redeems my faith, and I and when I want to get out, I, I just yeah. was kind of thinking that the spread had gone everywhere, and that there was nothing. There was no such thing as nothingness anymore. But there is. Oh, there good. is plenty, good. plenty of nothingness. Plenty good. of nothingness, I like nothingness anymore. All right. Yeah. Good. It's definitely, All right. definitely still like that. We are okay. out of time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to make you wait, I but know. I'm glad that you I were know. able to call in. That's good. Me All too. Right. Me too. Now, congratulations on completing your task, all 50 states. I know. I know. I'm jealous. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We have six more. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Care. It's Bye. my sister, Christy, who dragged her husband all around the country over the summer and um, actually had him drive uh, like hours to go and get one of those Cornish pasties. I'm glad he didn't have to drive that far for a kolache, which is exactly kind of sort of like a pasty. Everything when you come down to it is a little hand pie, isn't it? All right, that's it for the show for us for today. I want to mention that it's the anniversary of WGSO. Please go to the website, WGSO.com. Click the yellow button that says Donate. Your donation will be tax deductible. That's because it is now a 501c3 nonprofit in addition to being the community voice of the Crescent City and the only locally owned news talk station.
Here at The Food Show, we have our own platforms. We have nomenu.com, which has been around since the internet's been around. It's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. It illustrates 50 years or showcases 50 years of Tom's uh, hard-earned collection of information about food in general and New Orleans food in particular. On nomenu.com, you will find 400 recipes and then some. They all come out. The almanac that we have fun with every day, just little food tidbits with things with food names. We have uh, the podcasts of The Food Show. Please tell a friend about The Food Show. It is, you know, nothing of terrible, great importance, but it's not that. And it's just two hours of just, you know, nothing much but fun stuff. Uh, five days a week. So please uh, tell them about it. I think they would be grateful to you for that. We have an Instagram page at the New Orleans menu. We have, I would say the newsletter, but that's sort of dormant at the time. But uh, you can register on the newsletter if you would like to support our operation uh, at nomenu.com. Tim McNally is up next with Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. Did I mention the Instagram page? At the New Orleans menu. I'm going to post some pictures from Chifunctas there today. It is WGSO New Orleans that you're listening to. It's 4 o'clock. It's news time from the Louisiana Radio Network. Good night. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. A busy day in our nation's capital. House Speaker and California Democratic Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi holding an event on climate change with Senate Majority Leader and New York Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer and other Democratic Senators Wednesday morning. The Speaker saying addressing climate change with infrastructure legislation means more than just rebuilding roads and bridges. We're talking about creating good-paying jobs. This is about jobs. We're creating, honoring our responsibilities to our children. Uh, we're talking about health issues, clean air, clean water. The 2021 fiscal year is now the busiest on record for the nation's Border Patrol. Agents apprehending more than 1.7 million illegal immigrants coming from Mexico. The busiest time coming during July and August. USA Radio News. If you're tired of big cable bills and want to cut the cord, you can still get Newsmax TV for free. Millions of Americans like you are watching Newsmax. It's available on all major cable systems or get it free on major streaming platforms. Watch Newsmax on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and more. Find Newsmax on your hub guide or use the TV app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. More than 7 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. There's no paywall or subscription, so watch Newsmax anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. And watch great shows with Mike Huckabee, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, Diamond and Silk, Stinchfield, and a lot more. Find out why America is tuning in to Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing cable news channel. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. A new poll is out regarding the 2024 presidential election from the USA Radio News Cape Cod Bureau 
Chris Barnes has the details. A vast majority of Republicans hoping that former President Trump attempts another White House run in 2024. It's according to a Quinnipiac University survey of over 1,300 adults, and it finds 78% of Republicans polled think Trump should run again. 94% of Democrats say no, do not. 58% of independents don't think he should. Results are up, though, over 10% amongst those Republicans since the same poll was done in May. Trump has shown shown some recent signs he's considering a 2024 run. He's been fundraising and providing endorsements in key House and Senate races. An investigation is underway after a bridge collapsed just east of Atlanta, Georgia. Police saying at least one person died after the access bridge near Interstate 20 collapsed Tuesday night. USA Radio News.